0: Welcome to the Coppreneur Path Podcast. Welcome to the
1: show that is all about the path from cop to coppreneur. I'm your host, Adam Wills. With this podcast, I am gonna help equip you for your own post-law enforcement entrepreneurial journey with lessons learned from my experience growing a successful post-Leo business. You'll also get to hear from fellow coppreneurs and experts in business and marketing whose advice will give you an edge against the competition. You are in the right place. So let's get after it. Welcome to the Copper Newer Path Podcast. Today, I've got a special guest with me, Dan Spencer from Filthy Pirate Coffee. We're gonna talk about some coffee today. That's like my favorite, favorite subject to talk about. Well, I I drink coffee all day long, so. You know, this is a perfect, perfect opportunity here, Dan. <laughs> it's a pleasure to have you on the show, former cop yourself and uh cop renewer, business owner. And uh, it's, it's good to have you, man.
0: Thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, I'm glad to be here. And I think we're gonna have a great uh, conversation about a couple things, being a cop, loving coffee and business, how to how to handle that.
1: Heck yeah. You know what? I tell you, I think there's, there's a need for this. I don't think there's ever too much coffee in the world and and certainly cop centric coffee because i tell you i i worked in a county jail a big county jail for three years and uh we had folgers coffee <laughs> and those stupid <laughs> little pods mm-hmm. that would just sit on the burner all night long and twelve-hour shifts, man, and I, I, it ruined me. It ruined me for coffee for a period of time. That stuff used to give me heartburn. I mean, I drink it anyway because you got to get through the shift, but I can't drink Folgers coffee anymore. And so I appreciate, I appreciate a good cup of coffee.
0: Yeah. So that's actually what got me started, and I was like, I can do better with coffee. You know, four years in the Marine Corps, and then twenty years in law enforcement. At the time when I started the company, I had. I had 17 years on, and I was just, one, looking for a hobby, and two, I got tired of drinking crap coffee that just rocked my stomach. And um, mm-hmm. I, was on, I was on call out a lot, so I was living off of coffee, and I was like, I can do better. And I did some research and figured out how to do it and how to go about it, and we did. So that is our most successful area um, in our coffee is uh, acid reflux, digestive issues. Um, our coffee does really well there. Yeah.
1: Stuff was like drinking motor oil, man. I mean, you could like look at it and see all the different colors and purple and green and and it's it's settled in it, you know, after just sitting there on the burner all night. And so I I'm curious because I feel, I mean, there's a lot of these, I guess what I would call boutique coffee companies out there Mm -hmm. now. I mean, it's kind of become a popular thing, right? Yeah. But it seems to be something that most of the what I would say public safety side of it is usually it's military or firefighters that start their own coffee companies. And I'm not aware of any other former Leo that has started a coffee company. Are you aware of any others or, or are you it?
0: No, there's, there's a couple out there. There's some, there's one and I can't think of the name of them, nor would I throw him a plug on this anyway <laughs> Yeah, exactly but yeah you don't need
1: to share your they do um
0: they do <laughs> they do some gift back charity stuff uh as part of their stuff uh their program there's a couple but it's it's a very narrow thing and i didn't want to be black rifle coffee i they they have the military they have that um i wanted to do the same thing for cops that they kind of do with the mission. Uh, we do a lot of charity and we, I, you know, there's cops in our shop every day and there's a cop that walks out with a free bag of coffee every day, uh, in our store. We just make that part of what makes me feel good. That's awesome. Is keeping our men and women caffeinated with good coffee, but also giving them something, because as you know, the last year and a half, well, the last four or five years in law enforcement, has just been, Miserable um, in some aspects, yeah, and so yeah. we just try to give back to them. And um, law enforcement is is our is our kind of area. We're very pro Constitution, pro Second Amendment, pro military, pro law enforcement. That's what we really focus on. I I do a lot. I cater to a lot of first responders in general, so we get a lot of EMTs, uh, even nurses and doctors in our store because uh, we're right across the street from a hospital and a big medical complex. But really, cops is kind of the that's our fun. That's yeah. our fun fun time that we, you know, get to share cuz I can I can communicate with them. I understand I speak cop. I understand their their uh, situations, right. you know.
1: Yeah, I'm right there with you, brother, and supporting our, our brothers and sisters in blue and it's been a challenging few years and I got to admit I'm I'm glad I'm not in it anymore given everything that's been going on the last couple of years, but certainly, you know, I support those that are still on the job and, and you know, that am holding the line. So and sa- same thing on the second amendment stuff and all that. So you guys have, you and I have a lot more in common than just uh, being former cops with awesome beards. So uh, <laughs> Fine, I appreciate, thanks. I
0: appreciate yeah. that. i getting you. grayer, but so, that's all right. <laughs> you
1: know? Yeah. yeah. Mine, mine's kind of yeah. starting to on the edges too. It's, it's all right. But uh, you, so you mentioned that this whole thing kind of started because you thought you could do coffee better. And so I'm curious, like, how do you, How do you start? Like, do you just start roasting your own coffee and and doing that and then it evolved or or what does that process look like Um, taking it
0: from a hobby to a business? uh, You know, the first thing I did was I met with a friend of mine who roasts coffee. He and his dad roast coffee. Um, His dad's in Yuma, Arizona, and he's uh, in Tucson with me. And so I just kind of picked his brain because he was very knowledgeable. He was what he self-proclaims as a coffee nerd. And I said, dude, this is where I want to go with this. I don't want to do all the hipster coffee where it's, you know, all this craziness. I want to do blue collar, low acid. I can drink coffee all day long at night and not get stomach issues. And that's really where I want to be. Yeah,
1: that's my coffee.
0: So he put me in touch with um, some other resources and they helped me get started. We contracted originally with a roaster and then we evolved into... Just once I started really learning the ropes and I got a lot more, I, I'm, I'm not an expert by any stretch. I've got a lot more to learn about coffee and and obviously business too. And But um, I learned a lot over the last three years. You know, a lot of it boils down to freshness of the coffee, the bean selection, how you roast it. And then, you know, I, what I like to call time on the shelf. You mentioned Folgers, you know, nothing against them, but those big coffee companies, once you get to that size and even Black Rifle, you cannot control how long a coffee sits in a grocery store. And so, by the time you buy that coffee off that shelf, that grocery store may have had it there for a while for a variety of reasons. And that kind of will dictate that, you know, how how your body reacts. Like any other produce, the fresher it is, the better. You know, that's pretty much the gist of it.
1: Yeah. So... So tell me a a little bit then about this journey. I mean, you had the idea while you were still on the job and kind of started the business. At what point did you know that it was time to leave law enforcement and take this kind of side business full time?
0: So we had been working on this since I want to say August of 2018, There was a trooper killed in Arizona? I was already kind of working on the coffee thing and I was working on a hobby and then the trooper was killed. He was a rookie up north and he was with his training officer and they got into a struggle and he was killed. And man, I just I think the business side of where it really developed was like if someday I could get to a point where I could share experiences, I could help cops, that part really kind of took off there. Meanwhile, in the behind the scenes, obviously, I'm like, all right, you know. My wife is like, "What the hell do you know about coffee? Like, what do you know about roasting coffee? What do you mean we're starting a business? You know?" And yeah, I'm like, "Hey, I hey, love honey. it, you know. Hey, honey, I'm home with hundred pounds of coffee." And she's like, "What are we going to do with that? You know?" And rightfully so, she's always been my checks and balances. And um, I said, "I don't know. I'm just going <laughs> to hand good, every some. Every out. good wife is <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to hand some out to some cops that have their heads down and they look, you know, like they've been beat. You know." And that's what I did i'd see people at the station you know i'd give them their drink wear, we had a few other things shirts whatever and i would just be like hey dude you know here you go you you know you look like you're having a you know pretty crappy day and you know then people started coming back hey i'd like to buy some of that or have you thought about selling this have you thought about a dark roast have you thought about cold brew and on and on and of course i ran with it you know and and it just kind of evolved from that to, well, let's do some markets. Let's do some artesian markets, some farmers markets, some, you know, we did the rodeo where we were there with coffee and just the more responses that we got, the more we were enjoying it, but it was labor intensive. And as you know, all the things about a business you're starting up, you know, you just don't know. And then you learn as you go. So we had to learn that. Uh, So it evolved from a hobby 20 late 2017, 2018 into full on business july of 2019 uh, it was we had our first batch out for sale actually july 3rd we sold our first coffee like for sale as a business july 4th so that was kind of monumentous for us you know that's what America's about is have an idea and put yeah put some hard work into it you know and overcome obstacles and grow so that was a it wasn't intentional. It just happened that way. So July 4th, 2019, we were full active business at that point. Uh, it, you know, very small, but legally a business at that point, I guess.
1: Nice. Well, I have to commend you for, for thinking outside of the box to begin with, because I feel like that's one of the biggest struggles with, with cops. And we've talked about this on the show a bunch is that we tend to box ourselves into this idea, unlike any other career I've seen where, we say, well, okay, when I leave my law enforcement career, I have to do something that is related to law enforcement. And and so ma- I see so many guys get boxed into that idea that they feel like they can't branch out to something else that really has nothing to do with their law enforcement career. And so I commend you. I mean, I even got stuck in that initially. And so I commend you for that, for t- having that confidence to take that leap of faith right off the bat and say, you know what? Coffee has nothing to do with my, my law enforcement career, but you know, I'm I'm gonna go after it, and this is how it is gonna apply. I mean, you created a nexus to it, which I think is awesome. So, thank you it, uh, again. I commend you for that.
0: Thank you. It was it was hard. You managing a full time job. I was the training supervisor uh, during all of this uh, for in service. So, you know, at that time before all our officers left the agency, we still had about 800 officers that I was plus another two or 300 uh, professional staff that I was responsible for in their in-service training. We had a new chief in town and he really wanted a lot of training and and it was good. I, I don't agree with him and all his policies, but I did agree with him on that and that training was necessary. So my plate was already full, not to mention kind of a side note, which is where the business evolved into currently with mental health for law enforcement. I was at, I was broken. I didn't know it. And I think a lot of cops don't know it. Yeah. After. Yep. 13 years on SWAT undercover, multiple shootings, uh, lots of trauma that I had, you know, seen occur like every cop does. And, um, I was broken and I, I just didn't have uh, means for an out. And the coffee gave me that the business gave me that it, it preoccupied my hands and my mind with something else other than kind of reflecting on the job and the job had changed like I said, we had a new chief. We had a lot of lot of change. The job had changed after 2014 in Ferguson, as every cop knows, and it changed mm-hmm. again last summer dramatically. And so last summer was when my wife said, "It's time. No longer, yeah. no longer is it okay for us to think about you dying on this job." Now they're attacking families physically, or you know, in the yeah. news or whatever. And I just didn't want to do that risk anymore. It wasn't fair to them. Uh, I got three teenagers and. I'm okay with putting on the uniform every day and risking that I could never come home. I made that, you know, 20 years ago, I'd made that decision, but what I did not come to grips with was how that I- impacted the family. And it wasn't fair to them. And I made that choice last year to get out five years earlier than my original plan. Now, having a business that was growing certainly helped that decision a lot. I and mean, we made the, we yeah. made the leap and bought a brick and mortar. We Well, we obviously lease uh, a brick and mortar spot during COVID. That was a huge, huge risk and scared the crap out of my wife and I, you know, a lot because you basically have to sink the substantial amount of money in the, in the start to get going. And we just didn't know what we didn't know. There's a, <laughs> there's a lot of uncertainty. Yeah. Ton, yeah. So.
1: Nobody, nobody knew. <laughs> Fast
0: forward. We're almost coming up on a year since we took keys uh, to our first place. And it's been amazing, dude. Um, amazing all positive, all going in the right direction, ton of support. People in Arizona, especially in Southern Arizona, I can speak for, they love to support local, um, especially if you're, if you've wore a uniform that had a flag on it, they definitely will support you, first responder, you know, law enforcement, uh, military, whatever. So we've had a lot of love and support from that community. So coming up on a year, that's where we say we want to give back. Let's start you know, providing coffee and donations and charity specifically for law enforcement.
1: Well, I'm really glad that you brought up that point about mental health because I feel like it's it's kind of, I and mean, it always has been one of those taboo things, right? That we just don't talk about. We just kind of yeah. choke it down and accept that that's just part of the job, right? And um, I can agree with you, even though I, I've never, <laughs> by the, by by the grace of God, never been in a shooting uh, in my 15-year law enforcement career, I've certainly seen a lot of pretty horrible things and, you know, did some undercover work myself, did some work with U.S. Marshals and that sort of thing. And uh, you leave and it's almost like the weight of that that trauma that you experienced all of a sudden becomes reality, right? You don't realize that it's been building and that you've had it there because you just put on the badge in the uniform each day and you choke it down and you just accept it as it is what it is. And this is just part of what I got to do. But when you leave, it kind of all comes to bear, right? And you start having to deal with those things that you've been choking down for 15 years. And uh, it does come full circle. And really, I, I, I wish that we would spend more time talking about mental health for law enforcement on the job. Because I think if we could deal with it on the front end, maybe it wouldn't have such an impact when, when we leave. Right. And and then we got to shoulder that. And I went through a a good year of discomfort, trying to figure those things out after I left, not really knowing that I was going to experience that and uh, not really knowing how to actually deal with it. So I'm glad you brought it up. And in fact, we, um, dedicated three episodes uh, on the show talking about oh, cool. mental health with with Lauren Rich episodes 27, 28, 29. So I would encourage all of y'all listening to go back and check those out. But I want to hear, sure. Dan, what, what, what are you guys doing then? Uh, tell me a little bit more at Filthy Pirate Coffee. What are you guys doing to try and give back to this problem and, and help bring awareness and, and resources to mental health for law enforcement?
0: So one of the things that we did was we created a coffee roast specifically for the proceeds to go back to law enforcement officers. And this just started this summer where I was at a point where I had the business in a controllable manner that I could now do what I wanted to do for three years, which is we're going to start helping cops, you know, stop pointing the fingers in all directions and actually put forth some, you know, some motions to, to help the cops out. And so, I was like, all right, well, I can roast coffee. I got that. I know how to do that. Um, I can create and design a label and a coffee that's specifically for cops. So, we did. We created it. It's called Split Second. And the premise behind that is we train and train and train and train for years, and we have done so, and hopefully it changes where I'm going with this. We train for that one split second of that, usually the worst case scenario where it's life and death on the officer. We train and train and train for that. We're ready for that but no one trains or very little training or efforts go into what happens when you go home that night, what happens 10 years later um, after those incidents. And I say, you know, maybe it's life and death, but maybe it's the dead child that you had to deal with. It could be a lot of different things. And we don't train and we don't do as well as I think we should with that stuff. So well, yes, it's it's got this, it's actually a picture of me when I was in a SWAT uniform. It's got this bas- badass persona of a cop, you know, doing tactical stuff, but really behind the scenes and in, inside the bag is what we're talking about. What, you know, it's same thing for the cop. The analogy is, you know, where do we go with that? So we created that coffee, you know, we just started pushing that out. We were able to basically raise some funds to start giving gift cards. We pick out an officer. Or we get, you know, information about, hey, you should, you know, s- there's a cop over here. He's doing great at this and he's got this cool program. Or, hey, you know, John's been struggling since XYZ. And we don't make a big publication of it. We keep the officer's information private. We don't we don't put them on blast unless they okay it or want that. And so, and, and I say blast, we, like, we don't put it out on social media. We just say, hey, we gave a gift card to a cop today. Just know that your purchases of our coffee and then we also kind of take it to another level by the gift cards that I do. I try to focus on local businesses. So we get back to the local businesses that way. I even take it a step further by saying, if I know their former military or law enforcement or first responder own business, I try to focus on them as well. And, and kind of, so it's a, it's a, yeah, that's you get awesome. great coffee. Your money goes I back to a cop, it, it goes it. back to a business, and it's so far we've we're we're st- and we're on track to do a few more this month. And I'd like to get to a point where we can hopefully pay for some programs for cops. Maybe it's jujitsu for just physical fitness or CrossFit, or you know, maybe we can someday get to a point where I can send a cop that's really struggling to a location that gives them help. I just yeah. found out about Boulder Crest. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with that organization. I just found out yesterday. No, so they've no. got a location in Virginia and they got a location in Sonota, Arizona. And basically it applies to combat served veterans and uh, first responders can go to this. And there's, I don't know enough about it just yet, but I'm doing some research, but they have, you know, equestrian archery and they're on these cool locations and ranches and just. And I know a couple people that have went and they've come back and said amazing things about it. But maybe someday we can get to a point where we can help get cops to that type of treatment, um, that could maybe help them, you know, just like with military suicides. I think losing a cop to suicide is we can do better. We can do a lot better. And it is in Tucson, we've lost two to suicide in the last six months. And so it's just, I wish. We can do a lot more for that. So we're working on that. And we're hoping that that program builds to a point where that coffee goes right back into law enforcement. And maybe even we'll do more. We'll do more things with that. But conservatively, um, we've been able to start small, got a lot of good support for it, and we give back to the, to the cops. And, and it's cool. It's rewarding for me. It makes me feel like, for me and my family, like we're actually doing something good. Obviously, the business, you know, having a customer come in and say, I love your coffee. I don't have acid reflux anymore. That's awesome. And we love that. That's a whole different spectrum of enjoyment for us. But, you know, to look at a cop, it's in uniform coming in to get some coffee and we go here, you know, the last person in the store bought this for you. And people do care about you and people do want you to succeed and, you know, and support you. And so that part has been really cool and we're loving that.
1: I, I, I love that idea, man. That concept is really cool. Um, not, not just that you're supporting cops, but local businesses too. Mm-hmm. So uh, anybody that was just listening and maybe they had somebody in mind, a fellow cop that, you know, might, might benefit from this sort of thing. They want to help out. How, how do they, how do they connect with you in order to let them know or let you know about that person?
0: Um, sure. So first of all, just know that we don't give out their information. We don't put them on a, email list that can be sold off. None of their info. I'm very particular about that. So if you called the store, emailed, emailed us, um, or if you got on our website and hit the message button and said, Hey, I've got a cop friend could really use a bag of coffee or something along that lines. You are talking directly, whoever takes that message, gives it directly to me. And then we, we, we take action on that. And, We have an awesome, easy enough. Yeah, very simple. Our email address, filthypiratecoffee at gmail. Um, the phone number, email and the website, everything is on there to contact us. We'd be glad to, to help out. We just ask that it's, you know, it's a legit thing. Don't, um, you know, try to hook your buddy up with free coffee or something. This is legit. Not that that happens a lot, but you know, in business, occasionally that does happen. This is specifically for, yeah, of course, cops that are doing great things, cops that just need a, a smile on their face, um, or cops that, you know, maybe just, I've had a bad run uh, lately and could use a little extra pick me up and, you know, and if you want to do it where you can say, Hey, courtesy of Adam or whatever, thanks for all you do. We'll put a little note on it and something like that. We can do customized stuff. We enjoy doing that. So.
1: Right on. Very cool. Your lead generator is the single most valuable asset in your business. The typical website homepage is designed to cater to the problem-aware customer who is searching for a solution to their problem and is ready to pony up the dollars to solve it. But did you know that only 6% of your site visitors are actually ready to buy from you? If you aren't aware of this simple fact, then your website is likely ignoring 94% of its visitors. That's where your lead generator comes in. The lead generator provides the trepid site visitor with some simple, free, quick wins, and then allows you the opportunity to continue to nurture the relationship through email. Most commonly, a lead generator comes in the form of a downloadable PDF, but you don't have to feel boxed in by that. A lead generator could be a quiz or assessment, a mini course, a template, an exclusive video series, access to a private community, or even a chapter of your book. Creating a lead generator can be so simple that there really is no excuse not to have one. But if you're one of those copreneurs that doesn't have a lead generator and is feeling overwhelmed by this right now, don't worry. I've created a free resource for you with eight detailed ideas that you can use for lead generation. You see what I did there, right? Simply head over to leo to CEO.com forward slash eight ideas to download it now. That's leo, the number two CEO. Dot com forward slash eight dash ideas. The business brief is sponsored by leo to ceo.com everything you need to grow your post law enforcement business. Let's talk business here yeah. for just a minute. You know, I mean, obviously that's that's a big part of what this show is all about is about the, the, the copper newer path and and, uh, so I wonder if you could share with us in your journey here in copreneurship the last several years, you've, you've obviously hit some hurdles. I mean, we all do. And so a big part of the purpose of this podcast and the purpose of the LEO to CEO community, which sponsors this show, is to utilize each other's, uh, you know, some of the challenges sure. that we've had to be able to share those with each other and say, hey, here's what I did wrong Uh, why don't you just skip that part? And here's the, (laughs) here's the right way to do it. Right. So like, we want to help each other out. We want to give each other the tools and the equipment to, to give us the edge as cop and, um, build successful post law enforcement businesses. So what would you say, uh, in your experience has been your biggest challenge and how did you overcome that? What did you
0: take from it? Biggest challenge. Um, I didn't know anything about business, zero. Like, <laughs> so I had to learn everything, like, you know, profit margins and, you know, taxes and all that stuff. I would say the number one, the best thing that I heard a good friend of mine is a very successful businessman in real estate. He said, Dan, as soon as you can, fire yourself at the 47,000 jobs you're doing for your company and hire a professional. That's good advice. <laughs> and, So that also comes with some complications too, because I've been through a couple different marketing companies that have just screwed me over big time. However, you know, the very first thing I did was, okay, I don't want to go to prison, right? So taxes and bookkeeping are super, super important. So I researched and found a local business tax guy that bookkeeping best decision I made. We were tight on money in the beginning to afford their company to do it but it was super yep. super beneficial like he does so much cool stuff for us and i don't even have to worry about much of it i just allow him access into our you know our point of sale and some other things and he run, he does everything even more tells me hey dan you're running this kind of business this month your cost is going up your margins are going down he gives me all that stuff so yeah fire yourself when you can and flip side of that I would be very reluctant to hire friends or have friends help you on certain things. Hey, I got a buddy who does websites.
1: Yeah. <laughs> You're talking my um, language now there, brother.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. Nine out of ten times that has failed for me. Uh-huh. I've done a few. Yep. Yep. Hey, I want to help help this guy out. You know, they <laughs> offered to do <laughs> photographs for our business.
1: Everybody's got a nephew that knows how to build a website. I can't tell you how yeah. many, how many clients I have that have come out of that nightmare. Yeah, I, I agree. You you got to be willing to invest in. There are certain areas of your business, like you said, uh, your finances for one, mm-hmm. accounting. But you know your your marketing, your website. There are certain things that you have to just be willing to invest in, actually doing the right way.
0: You yep. save yourself a lot of time and headache, for sure. Um, so be very sketchy <laughs> about. Your closest, in fact, that'll ruin relationships. So, uh, you know, if you can avoid doing that, do, you know, don't hire or have friends help you from within for too long, too much, or have too much ex- expectations because it just doesn't work, in my opinion. As soon as you can, fire yourself uh, from whatever jobs you're not great at. And when you can financially hire the right people, build that good relationship with that. I'll, I'll tell you though, I've gotten completely blown up with marketing seo i do this i do that and i just i'm very there's reluctant. a lot of spam I've been,
1: nonsense out there yeah
0: i've been burned by yelp twice um not a fan of that type of stuff not a fan of uh, marketing companies i've just been burned up by them as well so do your due diligence and you know and take a look at that stuff where you can well
1: we don't Everybody listening to this show doesn't have to do their due diligence because they can just go to my business, storyweb, StoryWebCreative.com, and we'll take care of you. So you already is, know that we're yeah, legit.
0: Word of mouth is the best <laughs> thing. Um, that's how I found my bookkeeper. That's how I found a few other things where yeah. um, hey, yep. this person does a great job. Do your you know, do your research, but you know, that's stu- that stuff is really, really helpful for us, you know, what we've done. Awesome. Be prepared to, that's really good. Yeah. Advice. Be prepared to not make a paycheck. <laughs> I mean, very few, yeah. I, I've talked to many business owners that have started from scratch and their first three years, it's really, really hard to make a paycheck. You work some tremendous hours. My wife and I have worked a lot of hours where there was no paycheck. We just put the money back into the business and we grew the business. Um, we're at a point now where that has changed and it's a very nice feeling to do that where, We've sacrificed and suffered. Just be prepared for that. If you if you think, I, and maybe, yep. maybe some businesses, you can start right from the beginning and just nail it and you're making a nice paycheck out of it. Cool. Good for you. But those are very far and few between, at least in my experience with retail. I don't know much about service industry, but for retail product goods business, you're probably not going to make a big paycheck right away. If you open a donut store or a coffee shop or whatever, you're, it's just probably not. Yeah,
1: no, I would agree. That's that's all excellent advice. Um, thanks thanks for sharing. I, I'll just kind of piggyback off of that and tell you, you know, that some of those things, like you said, your friend gave you the advice of fire yourself from some of those tasks as soon as possible. I want to emphasize the as soon as possible thing, because a lot of time I get people at, that ask like, hey, how can I just skip past this stuff? Right. And there really is. There's no skipping things, right? You, you have to do things, you have to do these things, and you have to understand how they affect your business, right? So um, it's impossible for you to know whether the website guy or the marketing guy or the accountant is doing things the right way, unless you have actually put some of the blood, sweat and tears into doing some of those things on your own, right? Like that's the, um, yeah. I covered that concept of, of skill stacking. Um, I talked about that in episode 44. And in order to be a solid business owner you have to have you kind of con- constantly build um, and stack these skills to be able to know at least at a base understanding what is happening here so that when i do delegate that to somebody else how do i know that they're actually doing what i'm paying them to do and that they're doing it right so um yeah. so it is important you can't skip that right you've got, you've
0: you've got to learn those that's things that's the beauty of it yeah that's the beauty of it. I know everything about this business uh, that I have started. I've done it all, inside and out, hundred um, percent. And so, when you know, if I got an employee, it's like, well, you know, that just that's you can't do that. I can say, you know, BS. I've done yeah. it. I've done it for the last few years. You can and you will if you want to work here. And right, I, I think they're in. That's part of that part that as a business owner. You get to really savor as something and hold dear to you. like i've started this thing from you know brewing coffee and at three in the morning to head out to uh an event in the middle of a freezing ass park uh <laughs> you know in arizona it does get cold <laughs> uh in the winter time you know and sat there and suffered with my son my teenage son helping me you know and to the point of hopefully someday you know we have a big warehouse and we're roasting and we've got you know s- several dozen employees that are you know giving back in the community and all that stuff that's but i want to look back on those days and go hey we already do hey remember loading all the crap up and heading out at three o'clock in the morning and to freeze our tails off or sweat our tails off yeah i do and that makes me really appreciate where i'm at with this and it also makes me really appreciate my customers and they're like you know they are it sounds cliche but they are family to us we do go out of our way to make sure they get the best coffee experience they can it's competitive for us yeah
1: Nice. Well, you've gained a new customer here today, at least in me. I'm sure, (laughs) I'm sure some others. Actually, I was, I was just telling Dan before uh, we started the show that uh, I I ordered some of his uh, man of war bourbon pecan tort coffee, and I'm really excited about that. I was hoping, I was hoping to get some before we recorded this so I could be like, so I can actually say, you know, what? It was, <laughs> I, but I haven't had it And anyway, I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure it's going to be good. I appreciate everything that you've put into it. Um, and everything that you're doing for, for law enforcement. And so um, I just want to thank you for that. Do you, do you have any closing thoughts or anything you want to plug here um, before we close out?
0: If you're, I, you know, obviously your podcast is focused towards first responders that are taking the leap into yeah. business. Yep. My best advice to you is, Don't wait for retirement day to come. Yes. Don't wait. Start now. Amen. I'm telling you, um, you'll work hard. You'll put in more hours. You'll, you'll have a little more stress added to your plate. But man, it's so worth it. I'm so glad I I did not wait. And it actually kind of changed my mindset as we were talking off air a little bit about uh, what I was going to do with my future. Chapter two for me and my adult life. Looks so good. Um, and I'm glad I didn't wait five more years to do it for a lot of reasons. So take that leap. Start with how do you build a website? How do you, who does that? How do you get an LLC? You know, how do you, you know, do all that stuff? Take that first step. You can start small. Go for it. Your first year is full of challenges, full of, uh, full of cool accomplishments, but go for it. That's my best advice. Um, it's worth it.
1: That, that is excellent advice. Phenomenal. Thank you. Thank you for, for reiterating that and stressing that point because um, I can't agree with you anymore.
0: Yeah. Don't be married to a retirement number, a dollar sign or a date. Don't be yeah. married to it.
1: In most cases, I think that retirement's not going to be there when you're actually ready for it anyway. And right. with the way inflation is, you'd be lucky to pay for your, your medical bills. Um, so- 100%. I, and I try to tell people that all the time, you know, what the amount that I've made up in the last few years as a business owner, that now I can contribute to my retirement, um, is far beyond what I would have gotten sticking it out and keeping a pension. Um, For sure. you know, I, and, and I'm not saying that to brag. It's just, it's the reality of it. I mean, it's, you've got to bank on yourself and invest in yourself that you can, you can do better than just a government pension.
0: So sure. believe that start chapter two, you've got a long life ahead of you. And you be your boss. Yeah, you set your hours, you set your uniform of the day, you set all of it. And um, yeah, and all the weight, all the weight lies with you too. you screw up. It's your fault. You know, your business fails. It's you're in control of that. Mm -hmm. You don't get to blame the chief of police uh, or the admin folks (laughs) or whatever. That's on you. You own that one. So uh, but it's worth it.
1: Yeah. Right on, brother. Well, it's been a good conversation. We could probably talk all day, but why don't you let everybody know where can they find you? Where can they buy your coffee?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So you can find us at filthypirate.coffee, not .com, .coffee. I wanted to be different again. The pirate, we steal whatever we want. I don't want to know, <laughs> um, I want, so. I don't want
1: to know what's at <laughs> filthypirate.com. So, <I'd...
0: laughs> yeah, that might be a whole different not not safe for work thing. Yeah. But yeah, you can find us find us on our website. Everything is on there, uh, our phone number, uh, on to the business. You can get us by email. We're on YouTube, we're on all the The major platforms of uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, all that stuff. And we also have our own podcast strictly for uh, mental health for policing, which is Talking Filthy Police Podcast. And so you can find that on YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcast. Uh, We're not on all the platforms, but we're on a lot of those. And if you're in the business of helping cops that are struggling, um, I'd love to hear from you if you want to do a podcast with us. Anything that will help a cop. Anything. Um, that'll help them so again thank you for having me on the show I hope you know your listeners get um, some good info out of what we do and how we, we're doing we're not black rifle coffee we're better um, we have better coffee and, <laughs> you don't give, we, 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 we don't give money to Joe Biden we don't give money to Joe Biden we give our money back to our cops not to political figures oh, we what don't a mess that yet.
1: they got themselves into with that that's all on the show let's not let's yeah. not go there <laughs>
0: uh, but we love our cops we love our cops who love coffee so
1: Brilliant. All right, man. Hey, it's been awesome having you you on the show. Thank you. This this has been really cool. Awesome. Thank you. Man, that was a fun episode. Dan is just a really cool guy to talk to. I could probably talk to him all afternoon over a cup of coffee, of course. And you know what? I just love coffee. So that made this episode all that much more fun for me. In fact, since that recording, my war Bourbon Pecan Torte Filthy Pirate Coffee showed up at my house. And I gotta tell you, this is one of my new favorite coffees. I am actually drinking some of it right now, and it is like after lunchtime. I could drink coffee all day long, especially this Bourbon Pecan Torte. And I tell you what, I think you guys are gonna love it just as much. It tastes like grandma's pecan pie with a hint of bourbon underneath. And so I think you guys will love it. In fact, what I want you guys to do is head over to filthypirate.coffee right now and use the coupon code COP15, that's COP15, to get 15% off your first order and your second order and your third order. You see where I'm going here? Trust me, you won't regret it. This coffee's awesome. And they've got lots of other choices there too that I haven't tried yet, but I'm going to. I'm going to be placing another order right now. So enjoy a cup of Filthy Pirate Coffee using our special coupon code just for this audience, COP15, get 15% off. Go to FilthyPirate.coffee right now. Cheers. Hey, thanks for sticking around till the end of the show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a review at leo2ceo.com forward slash podcast dash review, or in your preferred podcast listening app. I would love to hear your feedback and it will also help other compreneurs like yourself find the show. Be sure to check out the show notes for this episode. Just go to leo2ceo.com click on podcast and search this episode number, and you'll find all the links, descriptions, and resources we talked about. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe, so you'll be notified when the next episode is live. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll catch you guys on the next episode.